Today's episode of Daily DVR is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. Head over to CuffLinks.com right now. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. Now listen, the Delta's out there. COVID's still around. We know that. But people are going outside. You can be safe. And if you're going to be outside and you're going to be safe, you know what you're going to be doing? Looking good because you went to CuffLinks.com. Whether you're getting married, going to a wedding, you want some nice fall accessories, okay? And when I say accessories, I don't just mean, oh, that's a nice little thing there. How about some Star Wars? How about some Marvel, some DC, some Game of Thrones? Cufflink has all the greatest high-end accessories that you could want if you want to look good. And they have the fun stuff, too. All the stuff that I mentioned, all the geeky stuff that we love. So head over to cufflinks.com, use code DVR20, save 20% off today. Thank you, Cufflinks. Cufflinks.com. Welcome back to American Crime Story Impeachment. Brought to you by Daily DVR. It's our final episode. We're here to talk about episode 10, The Wilderness. We made it. I want to thank everybody who has followed us through this wilderness of podcasting for these 10 episodes. Everyone who's downloaded, everyone who's given us reviews. I want to thank Lock Trump Up. We got a review from someone named Lock Trump Up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to disagree with that. Uh, Yoga Girl, Yoshi, Akron Hammer, Dr. Poon Smith, Always Learning in Cleveland, Meg589, Wit253, Hambone Jammer, Shells13, we want to thank you for your reviews and all the other 33 people and everyone who's reached out and who's downloaded. This has been an amazing time that we've had. Don't forget that Heath and I are jumping on to Mayor of Kingstown, which debuts on Peacock this Sunday. You can catch that on the Mayor of Kingstown feed or at Daily DVR, or you can go to DVRpodcast.com. That other uh, voice there you heard, of course, is Gina. Gina, we made it to the end. I mean, what, what an amazing season. And this was, of course, another fantastic episode. It was. And, you know, I think we discussed last week, like, well, who will we see in the finale? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if we'll, you know, see a lot of people I didn't think we'd see again. We saw. So um, it was very interesting how they attempted to wrap things up. But as we know, the story is still never really wrapped up, I guess. Still a lot of questions out there. I mean, that's the thing, right? Because... Where would, where they could have done, they could have done this so many ways. They could have wrapped this up with Hillary in 2016 or something. You know what I mean? Like it it could have been in so many ways, but I appreciate the way they really kept this story about Monica and, and about, and they kept it small. And I have to say over the whole season, I was thinking today about this pod, and by the way, thanks everyone for waiting an extra day uh, to get the podcast. We appreciate it. But um, I was thinking today, wow, you know, they really, really could have dove into the Senate vote, the House vote, 
the they could have really got into um the media more right um all the people i mean they included drudge and of course uh what's her name um blonde yeah i see my my mind tries to forget her name but (laughs) even if i try to erase her she cannot be erased um but uh (laughs) They could have done, but keeping it small, keeping it intimate, keeping it a parlor room drama with people in rooms talking about mainly their feelings, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. I think was just a brilliant stroke there because the OJ one felt bigger uh, to me a little bit, even though I, but it just, this was, I don't know. I just love the way they kept it really intimate. I, I think OJ felt bigger because I think up until that point, he was kind of like a beloved American icon in so many ways. And I think, you know, whatever side you're on, you know, politics is always much more messy, right? Like no one's just going to hate OJ Simpson because he's a football player who's in the Naked Gun movies, right? He's He's basically just kind of a basic celebrity athlete personality going into that whole thing. Whereas, you know, by the time this started rolling out with the Clintons, you know, there's already stuff about Bill out there. Everyone had an opinion. People had very strong feelings about him, about Hillary. So I think that's it's just what's interesting about these American crime stories is they're all very different even though they're American crime. I still think Versace is the best one out of the three, but I'll just leave it at that. I think, you know, I still, I I think I like this one the best. I really do. And maybe, I don't know, I do tend to fall for the old recency bias, but. Well, I think the whole, um, I think the whole cast of this one has definitely been the best. Like he's, brought in super heavy hitters acting wise that are all phenomenal. Whereas I think there have been stars in the other cast that did had fantastic performances, but I think all around cast. Yes. This one hands down, I think the best he's ever put together for, for one of these series. Yeah. And, and to me too, I feel like, uh, Beanie and Sarah Paulson as the leads of this were so amazing that yeah. they just knocked it out. And I also felt like this had so much heart and really kind of touched me in a way, and that does not sound right to be talking about it, <laughs> but it touched me in a way that the other shows don't and in a way yeah. that reminds me of, honestly, like I talked about in the very first episode, watching Nip Tuck and really falling in love with Ryan Murphy's storytelling. I mean, he is really one of my favorite creators. And I, I just, when he can, when he can get to your heart, he can do it in a real direct and real way. And I felt this did that. Whereas the OJ one, I don't know that it it was amazing and it was super fun. And when I put it side by side with the OJ documentary, I think that documentary gave the TV show a little more cred than it would have had Mm, if they wouldn't have kind of been together. Because that documentary is one of the best documentaries of like 
the past, I don't know, 20 years. It was just, it's an amazing feat, that documentary series. Um, But yeah, this one really got me. And this episode too, just kind of, again, bringing it back home and, and, and really, I mean, they gave us the end of, obviously we saw what happened. That's, that's part of what's happened, what we're going to see, of course, you know, that he doesn't get it. He gets impeached, but he's not removed from office. Um, but just the check-ins with everyone. And you're right. Last week I was sitting there going, you know, every, I was thinking to myself, you know, if this is the last time we see this person. And like you said, we Mm -hmm. saw them all again and it was all great stuff. It didn't feel, even though it was in a sense, a coda and like, an end note it 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 really felt like just as important as the rest of this stuff because it reminded me as you said that we saw what happened after because we lived it Mm -hmm. and it's like and guess what a lot of these people are still alive and kicking as a matter of fact i just decided to scroll through juanita broderick's twitter feed Oh, really? And she uh, is uh, comes off mu- much less sympathetic. <laughs> much less sympathetic. Let's, oh, like you, you don't think she's deserves sympathy? Is no, what you're saying? No, I'm, I'm just saying in <laughs> all the her just that's a little thing. Like you can kind of the show ends, and then you can kind of check in on reality. And uh-huh. her Twitter feed is very not nice. Let's just say. Oh, really? She's just not in a general, pleasant not human. even about. Oh, no. Um, oh, she really doesn't yep. like Joe Brainer. <laughs> I just like pulled yes. this up and I'm just like, yep. oh, so she's one of those people uh, that watches Tucker Carlson yep. to like blow kisses up his ass all yes. day long and watches The View to tear down Joe Joy Behar. Yes. Got it. Yeah. I know exactly who this woman is. Uh-huh. There are about 1,500 of them in the town I grew up in. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not, yeah, it wasn't, didn't take very far and she is so it, it, but that tells you something too, right? In a Uh sense to kind of see who of the, who is still in the public eye, who is not, I think that's interesting kind of, uh, check-in that everyone can do themselves, but the way that the show did it, what, what we're left off with people I think was in a sense their way of of kind of maybe making a um it, it, the show gave their kind of final judgment you know uh-huh. which I thought was interesting I tried looking at Paula Jones Twitter it doesn't seem like it's up anymore Yeah I don't think Paula Jones is uh is trying as hard as Juanita <laughs> Oh wait Paula Jones Conservative, hardworking, self-employed woman who voted for Trump. Oh, MAGA. okay. Well, shocking. There you go. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, unless it's a different. I mean, Paula you never Jones. know. Yeah, it didn't seem. Uh, I, I, I think I happened upon some news of her, and it seemed like yeah, she might be, but it doesn't seem as though like uh, making a comment um, but- on everything that happened on the on every day constantly. Yeah, that actually doesn't look like the real Paula Jones. Yeah, I didn't trust. Her. Yeah, there's some, and I think there is a lot. There is a lot of rumors, and and as time, I wouldn't be surprised that some people come out of the woodwork more because of the show, right? 
And it is going to take one thing to note is I think it's going to be like six months until it's on Netflix. So there's going to, I think there's going to be a little bit of, uh, you know, the show came and left. And then that's about time that people might be starting to think about the Emmys too. And I have heard quite a, quite a few critics and read a few critics who were like, Hey, don't forget about this show. When it comes time for the Emmys, you might be shocked that this gets like 10 of them. Um, and I think it deserves it. I really, I'm glad we chose to talk about it. Yeah, it definitely deserves a lot of nominations, particularly with the acting. Um, I mean, so many across the board, like I could see there being a couple noms for lead actress, a couple noms for supporting actress, um, for sure. Yep. Like I I would think, um, the woman that played Paula Jones, I'm sure Edie Falco would probably get a knob. I think not a knob. I mean, a nod. Um, uh, Corey Smulders as Ann Coulter. I mean, amazeballs. And yeah, that killed me because, you know, it really, man, again, they killed me with that because she, Kobe Smulders, I love her. And I do have a little like crushy, yes, like you know, (laughs) I she is kind of my ideal. I like like tall, dark-haired women um, who are a little sporty too, and she's kind of sporty. And uh, the fact that I had to like every time she came on the screen, I'd be like, oh god, my heart would go ooh ooh, and then I'd be like, oh my god, it's Aunt Coulter. Like I just like it just it was oh. very confusing time for you. Yes, it was very confusing. I was like, now I know what Bill Maher feels like when he's in bed with Ann Coulter. You know, like oh god, just like what? I can't do it. Oh yeah, that's a thing. You didn't know that? No, there's yeah. a couple. Yeah. Well, no, not a couple, but they. I think they've been pretty honest about the fact that they've been like f buddies at times and like. <laughs> Yeah, they, I did not realize this, yes. and for some reason, this makes absolutely yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. Like, hey, want to come over and have a grudge f tonight? Exactly. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. yeah. Oh my god, it's yeah. like I hate you, and I love that I hate you, and it turns me on. Right. <laughs> well, they both oh, they, they they might hate each other's politics, but both of them love one thing more than anything, which is having a camera fucking pointed at their face. <laughs> So regardless, I mean, if you like Mar or not, I mean, I, I think like he is an entertainer above all else. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, um, oh God, the couple, she was with Bush. He was with Clinton. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Carvel. Oh yeah. Carvel. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and his wife. Yeah. They were on the opposite Yeah. Well, how about right? ours? Conway, the Conways. This, you know, they yeah. both started out on the same side, though. I think yeah, now that true. is a house divided. However. <laughs> yeah, and true. And I don't know how. I mean, he's still a Republican. He just doesn't like Trump. Um, right? Yeah. I don't know. Is he still a Republican? I thought. I know there was a flock of them that turned independent. Well, um, I'm sure. I'm sure they're. Yeah. I'm sure that they're. I'm sure they're going in the streets for trans rights. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm sure they're just uh. Democrats for as long <laughs> as they can get someone to pay for their, what's that service where people buy like uh, your writing or whatever, you know, everybody, all the right, oh. all these people are flocking to it. Um, yeah, but so. let's talk a little bit about the show. Yes. Um, and what we really, I mean, what really gets the ball rolling here, the kind of plot point is, 
the toadies kind of talking about what's going to be in the report, what's not going to be in the report. And that becomes the focus of this episode, right? Initially, which is the actual release of uh, the report. Yes, of the report itself. And what do you think of that? Well, I mean, I would love to know how accurate it is that Kavanaugh was obviously like getting off on writing the dirty parts of this report and like fighting over the dirtiest parts of people. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it's true, but I would like to find out if it's true, because if it is, this is a guy sitting on the Supreme Court now, and that is utterly horrifying. Not that it was great to begin with, but I'm just like, this guy really is just a pervy little shit. You know what I mean? It's kind of my impression of him. They have definitely gone out of their, I have to say, they have (laughs) way gone out of their way to make him look like a total scumbag. Like even, even more than trip. I mean, like in some ways, yes. <laughs> seriously, because they don't give us anything. Rede- There's no human moment with him, right? There's no attempt to make him a three-dimensional character. So even though I enjoy it from the perspective of I was not happy about his appointment to the Supreme Court, um, I still have to make a point that it's a little much. I just have to say it. I have to admit it. It's a little much that not only is he arguing things, but just the look on his face, right? Like, it just seems like as time goes on, they're also pitting him against the kind of quote unquote nicer people in the group, right? Mm -hmm. Like making sure to let us know that he was the worst of the worst. Yeah. Um, and I too 100%. do not know whether that's real or not. I mean, I've, you know, we've read all the articles, fact checking it and whatnot. We can't fact check this part because these guys didn't say anything about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but my guess would be this is uh, heavily dramatized. Probably. Yes. Um, it still just kind of both irks me and satisfies me in a really strange way when I see him just being represented so poorly. Well, hey, um, I mean, <laughs> you know what, Gina, you think about it. The media, obvi- I mean, come on, like we see with this is what this show's about, how powerful the media is and how it shapes people's thoughts. And I, I think it's there's no question that they're thinking to themselves, what other portrayal of Kavanaugh is there none this is it if you were to look if you were going to say hey when was Kavanaugh portrayed on a tv show a film documentary or whatever this is basically stands right now as number one in the footnotes if you're writing a report on how was Brett Kavanaugh portrayed in the media right like I think that that's besides his real life of course that's Mm -hmm. I think an interesting thing to think about that you know, when we look back, hey, if we're sitting here in 20 years talking about whatever Trump show they made um, or the Kavanaugh thing, maybe it's this becomes kind of a defining thing and it can have an effect on how people think about someone, especially someone like a Supreme Court justice who, in many cases, these people seem so ethereal, right? Like, I think it's recently that we've kind of more like with RGB and all that, or did I say that right? RBG? 
I always yeah. get that wrong. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? They become more of um, characters to us. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah. times they're just kind of people in robes. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, in five, 10 years time, Ryan Murphy could do SCOTUS, American Crime yeah. Story, and dig <laughs> yeah. into both Kavanaugh and Clarence yeah. Thomas, for mm-hmm. that matter. Yeah. What happened mm-hmm. to all those uh, those loans that were paid? Oh, okay. That's another thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we get from this the initial hangout sesh here where they're trying to figure out what's going to be in the report, mm-hmm. that their concentration is... V- is not really on anything that they think is going to legally support impeachment or removal from office. It's on the scandal. And as we see it play out, that's what it is, right? Softcore porn as you have here in the. Yeah. Star. I'm proud of this report, this smutty, smutty (laughs) softcore porn report. (laughs) And that's an interesting point too. I have to say Um, that. I would have been interested, and just for those watching to round out the idea, that someone or there would have been a discussion at some point where they were like, look, this is all we got, right? And then someone was like, go with the dirt. You know what I mean? Where it was a little bit laid out more. It was almost like they were trying to humiliate him into resigning. Yes. Which Um, they were, because, but it was only because... They didn't have the actual legal basis that they were looking for the entire fucking time, right? Yeah. They never found anything. And even the lying part, nobody cared because he was lying because he didn't want to tell his wife. Well, and and then in the end, it almost seemed like the people that kind of did the due diligence research on who is this mysterious number five person, Juanita Broderick, Mm -hmm. it seems like when they found out about that account, that that was actually what swayed them to vote to impeach him, which I thought was really interesting. Um, Yeah. Very. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't know about that. I I, I, the, I didn't either. Yeah, at the time, um, perhaps I was not aware, but I didn't. I don't remember that that was quite as public. Well, but clearly it was because she did all. She did that Dateline interview, True. which was national. And True. but here's the thing, you know, there's a scene at the end when that Dateline interview's on. And a couple is sitting in a bar and he and the guy's like, oh, it's another Clinton woman. And mm-hmm. she's like, aren't the Grammys on? And honestly, I think by that point, we were also sick of hearing about all the women that Bill Clinton, you know, showed whatever his willy to. And I mean, unfortunately, this is a rape accusation, which is very serious. But I think by that point. We'd heard so much of it. Like, I think everyone was just desensitized and didn't give a shit anymore. And we're like, "Um, aren't the Grammys on? And I think that says a lot about society and about that time. And, but also just about, you know, if you beat something with, like, if you beat something like a dead horse enough, people really are just going to stop caring. And I think Mm -hmm. that was something that the conservative side almost did wrong it's like they they exploited his sex life to the point where people were just like shut the f up already we don't want to hear about it anymore we really don't care you know regardless of how bad it is well and 
they certainly learned that <laughs> because <laughs> we give a shit what Trump did, right? Like right, they, they yeah. learned their lesson. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I think that this was a, on the part of the Clintons, but also the democratic um, leadership Mm-hmm. Which we often, I mean, you know, people say, right, like Democrats fall in love, Republicans fall in line, or, you know, that Democrats have to get uh, a divided coalition together every single time, whereas Republicans <laughs> are always lockstep. They they have certain conservative ideals that keep them coalesced. And the idea also of not being an outsider is a part of conservatism, right? So it kind of forces people into a ball. But my long story short is what I'm saying is it was a it was a total almost everybody misread how the public was going to take this, mm-hmm. right? The Democrats basically ended up kowtowing and voting for impeachment why, right? Whereas you see how when it happened with Trump, the Republicans were like we're not going to vote for this. You're just doing it because uh-huh. of for politics, which is what the Democrats, he should not and not have. It's ridiculous. If, when you look at the list of the people who voted for that, you're like, what the fuck? But <laughs> that's the way things were back then. Right. Yeah. The Democrats were trying to signal their support of women or whatever they were supposed. But even though it was a political sideshow uh-huh. and they would all say that. I yeah. think, well, that's my interpretation of it, right? Because they knew who he was. I don't think there's many people who didn't. Yeah. I mean, who knows? It's so crazy. But, but clearly. <laughs> Did I get too this, political finally well, in the last episode? I, I mean, no, I, it was just kind of, if for one thing, I think it's still very true. Republicans fall in line and the majority of them have stuck to the anti-vax, anti-max thing, mask thing. And Republic and Democrats are divided over trying to do good stuff, which <laughs> they still are. Like we could barely get, you know, the infrastructure bill passed, let alone the, you know, bill to actually support things that would help rural communities like broadband. Or I guess that was infrastructure, but, you know, lifting people out of poverty. Um, I don't know. And it's still the same, same way 30 years later. Yeah. But I, but I mean, I guess, what I was going to say is in the end, right. The public was not, um, this, this was much more shocking and embarrassing. It was more embarrassing to Monica than it did switch public opinion. Like they said, people ended up supporting Clinton more. Mm-hmm. And he and yes. they, and they they unfor and I said it to my wife. I didn't realize I was saying it, but it's like you know they blew their load, and he was able <laughs> to actually spend the rest of his administration, even though he was a lame duck, doing some things, yeah. as Obama was able to do at the end of his president. He just didn't sit around. He actually got shit done because they had wasted all their political capital on this moronic. Uh, impeachment that ended up doing nothing, uh-huh. you know, and, and many, I mean, I guess there's a, some mention, I think it's Coulter who says like, and now we're going to run the dumbest Bush. Yes, she did say that. Um, um, which yeah. they, some people would claim that that's what got, you know, put Bush over the, over the edge was 
was Clinton, but I don't think that's true at all. Someone that's not smart enough to fuck around on the side. <laughs> so they wanted to put in office. <laughs> I, you know, to me, uh, Al Gore, who actually won the presidency, but that that was way more about Al Gore than it had anything. It was that he wasn't enough like Clinton. I think if he had yeah. actually been more like Clinton, he would have beat Bush. Yeah, he was a very wooden personality. Yeah. Um, Bush was more like Clinton, a guy you want to have a beer with. Yes, yeah, personable. Yep. Talk on your level, feel so your pain. They went the Clinton way, and they got their way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, which is it's always kind of confused me because I never got the fact that Republicans didn't understand that Clinton and Reagan actually had a very similar appeal. It's that cult of personality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think Reagan had that appeal because he had been an actor kind yeah. of more than anything. It's, Bedtime I, for Bonzo. It's, it's why um, Arnold Schwarzenegger got elected governor of California a couple times. It was, you know, and I think he even said, looking back, the whole fact that they were trying to recall Gray Davis was crazy. He goes, but I figured I might as well put my hat in the ring because I wanted to do this eventually and why not now? Um, You know, but it was definitely his, um, you know, it was his celebrity that, that won that election. It wasn't anything he wanted to do politically. It was, he was a Terminator. So um, it's very interesting. Um, So let's move. They, they release the, uh, they release it. Uh, the report, the star report, it goes out. We see people reacting, um, crowds, kids in the library. Wait, was that, was that Linda's daughter though? I couldn't, but that was just a bunch of kids in the library, right? That wasn't her daughter, was was it? Yeah. I think it was just a bunch of kids and they're like, I got the file and they're like, oh look, he ejaculated. And everyone's (laughs) like, ew. (laughs) Ew, she said ejaculated. Um, it's in the library. Yeah, and and that is something I do remember. I wanted to talk about this. I totally remember this being surprise dropped. I remember running to I we did I was at Rutgers. We did not have internet in our rooms. I had to go to the library. Mm-hmm. Um and I I remember going like later so I think I had to go I was on Livingston. And I think it was close, so I had to like take the bus to like the Bush Library and go check it out, like and geek out. I think my friend Arif and I maybe went and checked that out. But um, I think that this uh, was the way it was portrayed, the internet shutting down, everything. This all happened. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. This yeah. was all this real, was and I remember that, it. First thing that broke the internet was yep. this report. Yeah, before Kim Kardashian's butt. I know. Was, <laughs> I was just thinking. Monica Lewinsky, the original. Uh, that's enough. I mean, I keep on saying that to my wife. Imagine if Monica Lewinsky and this thing happened now. She'd be a bazillionaire. She'd have a, you know what I mean? It was just such a different time the way America treated. We just basically sometime after this, and it, maybe it was the early 2000s, America just decided Hey, fuck it. If you're famous, you're famous. We don't care what you are. Serial killer. Or you know what I mean? Like, no matter what you've done, you're famous. <laughs> Not that Kim Kardashian is serial killer, but I'm just saying, Maybe. you know, it's like yeah. the D Maybe. stars became famous. I think, I think on one hand, 
yeah, there would have been maybe a lot more fame associated with it. But on the other hand, I think there, if it was in like today's society right now, like I think the conservative people with social media and everything would tear her apart in a way that would just be sickening to watch. Right. You know, it's I agree. Just so that's, yeah, that's a um, good point. You know, what? it's a weird mix. Yeah. You bring up a great point there because she'd probably also get embroiled somehow in some ridiculous QAnon JFK Jr. Like she was secretly, she's secretly JFK Jr.'s love child or she's a lizard person or I don't know what the hell those weirdos think, but um, you're right. There would be a, a, a certain, but I still think that there would be so many people supporting her and there, I mean, I just think that a lot of this episode ended up being about what they had to do for money, right? Paula mm, Jones, mm-hmm. her, you know, and you yeah. get to see what, what, what does Hillary get? She gets to be Senator. Um, and on the cover of Vogue magazine. Yep. And doesn't seem to be too, that was interesting too. Then the, the portrayal here of Hillary, we didn't. We were waiting for the Kraken to be released. She was kind of released. But in the end, I think that her, the, the portrayal of her is was not super positive. I mean, what I thought, no, it wasn't super positive. But I think it's, you know, I think the book on Hillary Clinton has been written. She's She has never really tried to hide who she is or how she feels and or you know, how she doesn't feel. Um, and I think what was interesting was when she gets that call about the, the Senate seat opening up, I think that almost helped her that in the Vogue cover helped her get through the impeachment of her husband. It wasn't going to be so important anymore if he got impeached or not, even, even if he'd gotten fully impeached, I think she, had her next chapter that was there waiting for her and and something else I noticed and I don't recall seeing her wear a pantsuit through the whole series up until the <laughs> end where he was impeached and it was like was yeah. this the dawn of the Hillary pantsuit like you know the headbands the carefree headbands we've said goodbye to them and now we've entered into the era of pantsuit as she's going to become a u.s senator so i think it was um you know she said it was a partnership for her and i think she would have gone on being his partner but i think she also kind of realized with or without this guy i'm probably going to be a senator and i you know good for her if that's what she was thinking but i thought it was a very interesting type of She's sitting there doing the Vogue cover shoot when Paula's, you know, flashing her cookies yep, yep, to like pay exactly. her legal bills. Yeah, that was the and the way they did that. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. That was there was there was not a ton. One thing about this series is narratively it was pretty straightforward, right? And they didn't there were certain times when they would juxtapose scenes that were happening. I remember like when Clinton was giving his testimony, they were cutting back. Um, I think this led to Monica with her mom or just to kind of show, right. Hey, Mm -hmm. the the levels of power or whatnot. And this one was kind of the height of that. And that's what I meant is that it didn't make her look 
good. It didn't make her look like she was supporting other women. It didn't look like she it was doing anything but trying to get more power. And mm-hmm. it didn't seem, you know, and I, I'm just, I'm interpreting from the show, right? What I saw. Yeah. And yeah. there was not a tender moment. The last kind of sp- like talk we get is her again reiterating we won't let them take us down bill you know like that was kind of the most meaningful part we got the one episode i thought that is my only disappointment from this series i wanted more yeah. hillary i i wanted i guess because we're they monica was really the one who was part of the production and they weren't going to go too deep into that maybe or they did it for one episode but i thought that we would get a little bit more war room hillary uh you know i don't know maybe it's just maybe i just want to see more edie falco but i just in the end that was my one disappointment takeaway which is i wanted more of her and more of her perspective and at the very end when Monica is signing the books and we see a blonde woman stop in front, I for a second thought it was Hillary, (laughs) not Linda Tripp. And I thought we were going to get a, I thought we were going to end with a totally made up scenario in which she walks in there and they talk or they just look at each other and they kind of, give a little nod, you know, or something like that. We didn't get that. So, you know, you bring that up. And that is one of the things that I was kind of thinking about as this went on. And, you know, Monica at one point in this episode said, I want to make a statement to apologize to Hillary and Chelsea. And, you know, I, I kind of wonder, did she ever get that chance? Has there ever been communication between her and either of those ladies has there ever been communication between her and Paula Jones? Um, mm, yeah, I'd be very curious to, to know about. Like, I feel like there are all these, and that's why, in a way, when it ended, it seems so unfinished because, yes, time goes on, and time is still going on, and it just seems like there are so many conversations about this traumatic event that if they were had, could probably help some people recover from some of the trauma. Um, although at this point, maybe it opens up old wounds, but maybe not. But it just seems so unfinished on so many levels. And in- including that lame-ass apology question mark that was <laughs> given through Clinton's people to Monica. Oh, yeah. I mean, wow, yikes. Um, that was weird. And I, that's... I. Yeah, that was weird because I would have ho- I would have wanted us to get a scene of like maybe Bill, you're right, being like if you do see Monica, can you tell her, you know, like um and I, so I wasn't sure where that really if that actually came from him, but it does seem like something he would do. So yeah. I kind of took it that it did come from him. It was totally lame and I think mm-hmm. but it was perfect. It was perfect because it showed how she didn't need that anymore. Right. And that was a beautiful thing because this episode did show, did have Monica in such a great light and the way she took care of 
the last interview she had to do in front of the Senate. Yeah. She's just like, can we get this over with? I'm paying my lawyers like a gajillion dollars yeah. an hour and it's coming out of my, you know, and, she's just like, come on, time's a waste. It was great. And it was yeah. great the way she's walking in and the guy's like, well, now Monica. And she's like, now, whatever. This is the 23rd time I've had to sit down and do this. I don't care. Like, let's get it over with. Yeah. I'm done yeah. already, you know? And I appreciated that. And I just, man, there was, she, she on Twitter had a tweet just on the night that the the finale aired where she said, like, I appreciate the people who have watched this show with empathy and emotion. And it meant a lot to me. And I was just, and I think I text you texted something to me and I just texted back. We're just like, what an amazing person that, (laughs) honestly, like. You could, she could have turned into a Coulter. She could have said, Oh, look what Clinton did to me, or, you know, been like Juanita Broderick still on Twitter making fun of Joe Biden half the day. Like, but she didn't. And she wanted to try to get on with her life and, and, and keep it moving. And just, man, right. Kudos to her. And I think that the show did a, if anything, this show did a great service in rehabilitating or giving people a positive view of her that they can look at and hold uh, in the future. And I think that's important. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's so grounded and down to earth considering everything that's happened and she's not afraid to make fun of herself or, you know, kind of throw the sarcastic comment out. I think that thing I sent you was something like, um, oh gosh, what was it? It was about something that looks good on your resume. And, and her, she had some kind of comment back. Oh, I'm going to pull it up right now. Cause it was so funny. Um, Oh, that was, was just, yeah. Things you'd regret or things that didn't <laughs> turn out the way you thought. Yeah. Interning at the white house, something like that. Um, and she did something else. Oh, what's the worst career advice you've ever received? An internship at the White House will be amazing on your resume. Yeah. That's her response. That's great. Yeah. You, that is, and that's the kind of, you know, she's uh, New York, right? And she has a, yeah. she has a, she has a thick skin and a toughness to her. And the this episode, I think, did a great job of showing her pushing through some things. She decides she writes the book. We end, of course, with her at the book signing where you think in a sense she'll be overwhelmed by all the positivity, but she's just overwhelmed because it's fucking overwhelming, you know? And I thought that that was really beautiful because so often we get these, um, we get these scenes in television and film where someone is being applauded and they just feel exalted and powerful. But honestly, a lot of times people you've been on, you've been on stage. Sometimes you are caught up in the moment in a different way, you know, and it's a lot of attention to take in. Um, and you're in your own place. And I think that that was what that showed is she inhabited her own place that didn't, that all this was just, a part of her, not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. Um, it's yeah, it's, 
I mean, she, it's amazing that she's, you know, kind of come out on top really. And, um, Oh, you know, what we didn't talk about is the great conversation she had with her friend. Whether yeah, I was so glad she has a good friend during yeah. all this. Um, because, <clears throat> you know, it was just kind of like the friend being there is like, Hey, life's going to be normal again. You know, um, that was really kind of nice to see because yeah. we hadn't really, I mean, and she had the support of her friend. And then I think right after that scene, it flashes to Linda Tripp, who's like sitting all alone by herself. And, <laughs> and I'm kind of like, yeah, Linda, cause Monica was probably the best friend you had, mm-hmm. you know, like they were playing that tape of her, like playing the cute little Monica singing the songs on the mixtape. She bought Linda to exercise too. I mean, that's a, such a thoughtful thing for a friend to do if you, that's kind of the stuff you talk about. And, you know, it's just like, yeah, you had that friend that was like, had your, you know, your best interest at heart. And you like just took a shit all over them. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I, <clears throat> I agree with that. And I also agree that it was great that this her friend appeared in this episode because mm-hmm. that's something that we had talked about in many episodes. She doesn't have anyone. She's like hanging out with her mom and she's talking about how lonely she, she was, you know? So to have her friend come and visit her. And then when they were taking that hike, she's so real the way she was just making jokes about stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and just talking about in reality. And, um, and of course, obviously the details, which become, you know, her dad telling her, I didn't read it, but eventually uh, you're going to find out. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing I, I wanted to mention is when, and ask you, because Ann Coulter of all people said it, said, why did she tell them all this? And you had said, you know, she was just, she felt she had to say everything. And I think I've come around to, I, I was thinking about that when she said that and, and watching this episode, why did she, she did, she could have withheld those details and there would, ne- no one would have, ne- he wasn't going to give them up. You know, it was unnecessary, but, yeah. it, but she, it would just kind of showed her naivete, but also the way that she was a truthful person. Like she felt she had to tell the truth. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, yeah, you know, she, she signed an agreement and she, (laughs) you know, just as she had kind of told Clinton, I will never, you know, talk about this, which she would never have done unless she had been threatened with 28 years of prison. You know what I mean? Um, And it was a personal, you know, I think that was another important thing she said when she was talking to that Senate committee again, they're just like, why? why would you have, why would you have lied? She goes, because that's a personal relationship and I shouldn't have to tell you about that. You know, it's like, yeah, (laughs) it's true. You know, I don't know, man. Well, should we chat a little bit about Miss Tripp, who we thought we might not see, but we saw a lot of this episode and I'm glad we did. did. Um, yeah, I had forgotten about her plastic surgery, a lot of plastic surgery in this community. Um, You had it in your notes of the things that the women had to do to profit from this and to keep going. And, 
you see yeah, yeah. plastic surgery it's all, all the, the looks right it's like these typical obviously typical things like i mean i, I was thinking to myself that was that was uh, i guess the penthouse or playboy thing in the 90s was a thing too it wasn't just uh, Paula Jones. They, remember, like Larry oh, yeah. Flint. Every time any woman got like her name mentioned anywhere, he'd be like, "Be naked in my magazine." That was my yeah. Larry Flint impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think um, you know, guess having celebs pose pose on Playboy or Penthouse, the cover was kind of the thing back then. Um, you know, it was just kind of part of your media blitz <laughs> in a really strange way, um, you know, thinking about that now. I mean, I think Cher did a couple of Playboy covers. Um, yeah. I want to say, um, I mean, Drew Barrymore did Playboy when I was in college. So I don't think it's, you know, totally unheard of. But, you know, she, poor Paula Jones was doing it because she desperately needed the money. I mean, God... The, I never even realized there was a celebrity psychic friends network opportunity. And I was just I like, do. Oh man. She, remember Paula Jones eventually, didn't she do like a boxing match too on Fox? And there was, Ooh. I mean, I think, you know, I think it just, it, that was, that's like, uh, really says something about, um, class Maybe. distinctions. I think. Oh. Completely. You know? Like, I mean, and after the after the penthouse cover, what was it? Ann Coulter on that Drudge interview was just like, she, she, you know, she's proven herself to be the trailer trash that she always was when she was our Rosa Parks at one moment. I'm like, oh, hell, lady. <laughs> Those words just didn't come out of your mouth because that is just like so disgraceful on so many <laughs> levels. I was just like, my head was about to explode. But then again, it's like, I think every scene that it, of Ann Coulter in the show, she was like, had a glass of alcohol in her, oh, yeah. in her hand, even, even backstage afterwards, she's like pouring the wine in her coffee cup. I'm Did like, lady, you have a problem. <laughs> yeah. That's not, oh, yikes. I, I mean, that was, that was interesting. That was just a little, I, I mean, it, all in all, I guess looking back to on the whole, on the whole series, Coulter, Conway, Drudge, they, 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 the elves as you call them, they really are. They're in a way like the kind of um, the evil Greek chorus of the show, right? Like providing yeah. to us what we think the right was really thinking, you know. Um, right. where they were coming from and it does substantiate the vast right-wing conspiracy that it supports it right mm -hmm. um i think that's interesting um but yeah. these you're right she does seem like total they're always drinking they're in this apartment wherever they are this den <laughs> yeah and it yeah. is kind of funny and conway is always just sitting there like just doing whatever she tells just tell me what to do. I know. He's, he's, like, a, he's like a harmless yeah. lackey. Yeah, You're a harmful lackey. Like, I will tell you what to do and you will like it. Yes, he never um, developed much of a character in this show either. Um, 
but Linda Tripp, so I mean, this is kind of like blow by, God, why do I always use that term blow by blow, especially in talking about this? Um, she, it's just like, it's her ultimate takedown now, right? Like people don't like her. People still don't like her. Monica gets the book deal of the century. You know, the guy that helped write Princess Diana's book is going to help her. There's no book deal for Linda. Linda's like, it was never about a book deal for me. It's like, liar, liar, pants on fire. Uh-huh. Yes, it was. Um, we remember the first person you went to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, then when, you know, that, that guy sees her in the elevator and is like, what is it? Um, he says to her, it was like, you're disgusting or you yeah. did a hideous thing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And she somehow is like, sure, maybe she was not confident in her looks and didn't realize how physically unattractive she was till she saw herself on TV. However, no amount of plastic surgery is going to cure the absolutely hideous person you are on the inside, which, you know, it's like, yeah, maybe people have as much of a visceral reaction to you because they don't recognize you. But I think once they realize who you are, they probably will recoil in disgust, no matter if your face looks better now or not. Um, Yikes. And I think that's a lie, though, too. That's a total lie, because... She always thought that she was hideous. That's why she is that way, right? Like, I'm sorry to say it, but it's not about the looks, right? Right. It's about what comes up later about her dad. It's about, um, uh, which you say, like, her dad was basically Bill Clinton, right? Like, blaming Mm -hmm. men. You know, I mean, we all know these type of people who have no personal responsibility. They act like they have some great code that they follow. But in reality, they're only interested in bringing people down to their level. Misery loves company. She is the Mm -hmm. literal embodiment of it. She loved Monica. That was her best friend. And you can see it on her face but she doesn't know how to love, right? Or what love is. So it comes out as hate and and terribleness. And to say, I didn't know I was ugly. If you didn't know you're, you were physically, why were you on Weight Watchers? Or why were you obsessed with the way you looked? Why This was not something new. Um, but also I do have to say that I did read that that was flipped. That she didn't, that this idea they presented a kind of idea that she got a nose job to kind of revamp herself and do this George article. And that was so funny. George, remember that? I remember that. Magazine. Yes. Just, I loved that magazine. Man, people, this whole JFK junior thing has been popping up again because of weirdo QAnons. But I think people who weren't alive when J don't get, the appeal that this dude had, and I never understood it, but my God, he was ubiquitous and he could like, you know, I, I don't know, walk down the street and he would get, grab a coffee. And it was just like the most amazing thing that ever occurred. So I remember mm-hmm. that magazine was like such a big deal, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Like the media was falling over themselves. I remember to just mention it on TV and such, but anyway, it just goes, I just, it, that's not actually like the events were kind of out of order. She had had, she got the nose job like, or, or like way before that, or there, it was so there was a little dramatic license here, Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But I think all in all, it presents the same fact, um, which is that she didn't fucking learn anything from this. <laughs> and she just destroyed everyone around her. And she started the whole fucking thing. She yeah. kept on saying things. Or, uh, she rescued him, her from Bill. Cl- she, Monica was ready to go away from Bill. She, I know. Oh, she so, so was. It, it's really, you know, it, it's it's all a big lie. She's self-obsessed. She's self-hating. The thing about her dad, too, was just like, I don't know. You know, I am a person who uh, believes in therapy and believes in talking and, and how your experiences in the past affect you. But I, it's like all of America forgets that the point of therapy is you realize the things that happen to you. And then you do better. You change. You don't just say them. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I, I do think that therapy for that generation, especially even 30 years ago, was just not embraced. Like, you know, it's so different. Like, <laughs> I don't know what this says about me, but even from the time I think I was like in high school or college, I was viewed therapy as something completely positive and that could really help people. And, but, you know, I know my parents' generation doesn't really think that way, you know, and so it's, it's just very different, you know, and now, nowadays people do therapy online, whether that's with a, you know, actual therapist or they just spill their guts on social media. So it's very different. But I mean, I think it's the same kind of thing where, you know, um, like just apologize, like Bill Clinton too, just apologizing. Mm-hmm. This is not enough. You, yeah. you must enact change in your life. If your yeah. parent, if you feel like your life is bad because your parents did something or didn't, you know, or didn't do something. Okay. That's cool. But at a certain point, guess what? There's something called personal responsibility and your realization of that mm-hmm. should lead to personal growth and change. Obviously Linda is that does not happen. She just wants like you to turn everyone into her dad, you know, and everybody's all the men are terrible. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the way they portray her here. Um, but I did want to say that I did find it interesting. She was later indicted on the wiretapping charges, but they were dropped. Yes. Yeah, they were. Um, she got off yep. on that. So it was, that, that was a political screw job. She's probably right about that. Yeah. Well, you know, she was very hated mm-hmm. by that point. And they're just like, we need to see her suffer. And man, did it put the fear of God in her when she thought Monica might be called to testify against her. Mm. She, she was scared of Monica after that. And honestly, I'm sure felt like, you know, the, the shit on the bottom of someone's shoe that they, they stepped in and were disgusted by because she, you know, I think there were a few different times she had the opportunity to, or was faced with the fact that she might see her again. You know, she saw that book signing sign, the George interview. They said, have you talked to her? And she's like, oh, I don't think that would be welcome. Um, I mean, you know, I think she, she knew, uh, I think she knew what she did, even if she never apologized uh, to her. But um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And, you know, I just looked up her Wikipedia. I hadn't read all the way through it. And she did pass away yep. April 2020. However, 
She remarried in 2004 to a German architect, and they owned and operated, get this, a German winter-themed holiday store. Okay. Called the Christmas Sleigh, which I kind of think, hopefully she found some happiness in that in the final years of her life doing that because she loved her Christmas stuff. Um, so I kind of like reading that kind of gives me like a strange hope that she, there was some type of cognizant change, uh, with her. That's because we're nice. (laughs) She would hope that she died or horribly (laughs) was terrible and the husband was awful, but we hope that she actually turned it around. Hey, oh my gosh, I just got the most amazing idea for a film where okay. it's Linda Tripp and this German husband and she arrives in this town and dur- and like in the film, but she goes by the name of like Martha or something, the whole movie, right? And it's like, a, it's really a dr- more a drama about her love, but every once in a while, there's like a little like hint that, that she's not who she says she is. And then like the final scene of the movie, you find out it's Linda Tripp. That'd be pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, so, um, <laughs> My elevator pitch didn't go over too well. No, I'm distracted because there is a ChristmasSlay.com website that is oh, gosh, the store. Oh my gosh. Send me the link. We got to put yeah. it in the show notes. Okay. Um, That's amazing. Of course, of course, her book, there was a book she wrote called The Basket of Deplorables, what I saw inside the Clinton White House. Um, I, she must have released that after 2016. Um, oh, good grief. I'll send you this link, but, um, you can buy that on the website. You you can see that on the website, but then there's a lot of really beautiful Christmas stuff. I love Christmas Um, stuff. Yeah. Uh, and ornaments and things like that. All right. Well, maybe someday Um, someone will make my movie idea. I love it when (laughs) M night Shalomon can make that one day. (laughs) You're the ghost, Linda. Um, yeah. So I'm glad that we saw Linda again. Because I think that this was a much better wrap up to her story. I think it, it, it gave us a more full perspective and especially that little George part interview part and the, with the lawyer where she's still trying to act some, you know, Oh, I'm Linda Tripp. Um, you know, you don't know who I am when the guys laugh at her. I think that this, that was really cool. And again, Sarah Paulson better get an Emmy for this. Even if she doesn't, she knows she's just an amazing actress. My gosh. Mm -hmm. When you look at the people that she's, just Ryan Murphy and her together, it's like, my God, what an amazing. Yeah, they're an insane team. She has had, what a career with him. She has had the, man. And at the same time, I was watching her as some like meth head on the American horror story. Um, and, oh, I must have missed that season. Yeah, oh. But I, I stopped watching at the beginning of oh, Hotel. Oh, I liked I it. Like, it was no kind of, it was fun. They did a classic van, <laughs> kind of cl- like classic vampire and alien thing, and I thought they were going to join together at the end, but they didn't. They had a chance to do it, but they didn't do it. Um, mm. But all right, let's. Uh, we t- we did also we talked a little bit about. We I think we talked enough about Paula Jones and. I mean, the whole thing with the penthouse, that, that, that was pretty typical, right? Like the guy, the guys being kind of nasty and 
you know. Oh, know. kind that, of skeevy in the store. You well, know I think. Oh, go ahead. I think the worst. I think the worst part about that was the fact that she was so. Then it's like everyone turned their back on her. You know, Susie and yes, you know Ann yes. Coulter. You know, they they dissed her for it. And it's like you got her into the situation. She has like a shitload of legal bills that she needs to pay and none of you are stepping up to help her out now so this is what she has to do yep. just to show her cookies and we knew um, this was going to happen right i mean yeah it, it's just this is a same old story honestly i but i do appreciate the way they played it out and i i mean it would have been nice to see her take a little bit more ownership of it she did she kind of seemed to at least be coming a little bit more into her own decisions at the end right though she seemed forced into it um but i did feel like the whole um the whole thing with penthouse and just the whole way that that was shot and done was a i don't know was a little cheesy for me i think they could have done a little better and they always make the camera guys seem so cheese so like um just rude and nasty and shit and i don't know if that's really true having been a having been a cameraman and in the past they kind of they kind of take it out on the the art the guys who are actually there and i don't i don't know so, yeah, no, I know. They're always typical. like it's to me. It didn't. <laughs> yeah. It didn't hit me as much. I'm just saying. I don't. I. I love the episode, but I do have to admit this part. I felt it was just a, so typical. Um, I would have rather seen a, another scene with her, like talking to her mom or or struggling with bills or something. But but yeah, it it yeah. was good to get the juxtaposition with Hillary and Vogue though. So, and, and this is another interesting thing. We've got Monica selling a book to help pay her bills and Paula posing for Penthouse, the pair bills. I did a very quick Google search. I mean, what would we do without it? At one point, Penthouse offered Monica Lewinsky $2 million for her story and semi-nude pictures. Yeah. So I don't know if that was before or after they made the offer, but... I mean, did anyone offer Paula a book deal? Did anyone care? It just kind of shows, too, from like a class perspective and and Paula being so naive, like, you know, she could have been like to Susie, probably, I want to write a book about all this. I want someone to help me write a book. And she probably could have got her own book deal and not have had to do Penthouse. But I don't even know if, you know, she thinks that way uh, or she realized that she that would have been valuable in addition to nude pictures. I don't know. It's just also yeah. kind of one of those things you kind of think about in the position women are put in. And these are the kind of offers she got penthouse and psychic friends network. Yeah. Um, well, Hey, and then I yeah. think the other thing today, if it was today, she would have been eviscerated, but she also would have probably gotten some Instagram ads or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just think that it is a different time. But you're right. The juxtaposition of it is totally true. It shows the positions of class and power. Um, She actually did later get $850,000 from a suit with Bill Clinton. Yeah, I saw that. It's like they kind of ended up, she ended up getting money anyway. But I think 
in the end, she only got to keep about 200000 because of all the legal bills, yes. which is like, yikes. And that's why she had to do this other stuff, too, because she only had those legal bills because her dumbass husband and Susie mm-hmm. and Anne pushed her into continuing this. Right. Where uh, I get, you know, if she had taken the thing, she would, she still would have been better off had she just stopped at the beginning. Right. Uh, As far as that's concerned with the money. But she never got her apology either. No. Well, neither did Monica Lewinsky. Neither did. I don't think anybody. Neither did America, really. (laughs) Fucking Bill. Um, I think that we about covered everything. I think so. I think we really did. Yeah, looking through the notes, I almost don't want. This has been such a great season, and thank you so much, Gina, for doing great notes every week and just uh, putting up with my yapping. And uh, <laughs> we had some great guests. We had Matt and Jenny and Tim. Um, that was just we had a great season, and I mean, I think that. I wish that this was popping on a streaming service right away, but I think it takes take a little time. And when it does get back on, when it comes on Netflix, which I, again, I don't think it's going to be for like three to six months or something. Um, I'll try to at least alert everyone or hopefully they do a big push on it. And yeah. Maybe people come listen to the pod at that point too, because we had a great time here. Yeah, no, we, we really did. And I mean, it was an incredible season podcasting. It was amazing to watch. The performances were were great. Um, and I'm kind of excited to see what he tries to do with Studio 54. I think that's another opportunity for some amazing actors oh to come in and play some well-known, beloved celebrities that were partying their butts off at that place during its heyday. So it should be a real uh, treat. I don't know how intriguing the crime element of it will be, but I think it will definitely be like a nice trip down memory lane uh, for a lot of folks. And And I think we'll get some Trumpolina in that one too, because I think he showed up there. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, yeah. and anytime there's an there was a camera, that motherfucker is jumping. So I, I can remember back in the day, he would show up in all those. I got some stories. My dad had some stories of, uh, oh, of really? hanging out with Trump in New York. Mainly, oh my God. <laughs> I'll tell you the, the quick one. He, he really did. Well, my dad was in the bar business and the okay, uh, yeah. has bartender magazine and he w- would be at all these places. And though Trump didn't, didn't drink quote unquote um he would always show up but the one story that my dad told me since i'll just say it on a podcast i don't care because it's really funny too is that um he was hanging out with some guys who i don't know where they were but one of these 21 club or something i don't know they were somewhere and everybody was drinking all night it was all like you know new york famous richie or rich people and they were going to go to somebody's apartment after to like play poker and do like after party. Um, and they all were told to tell Trump it was somewhere else <laughs> to lie to him, to be oh, like, boy. yeah, we're going over to Jimmy's. And then they all went somewhere else. And that's what Ditch my father, guy. yeah, they were, my father was like, that's the kind of guy he was. Nobody wanted to hang out with his ass. He was not fun. Um, no, 
so, uh, and I, actually, I think my father probably ended up voting for him anyway, but that's another story. And um, that's another American crime. Oh. But, um, yeah. <laughs> well, I think my dad did the first time uh, as well, but we I go. know not the second time. Yeah, so. that's, that's America. But oh, this God. was amazing. I think that all in all, I want to finish by just reiterating what that uh, tweet by Monica Lewinsky, because I do have to say, I think that in certain cases, whether like Brett Kavanaugh, perhaps, but even in Ann Coulter, he didn't make her seem like a total beast or anything. Right. Um, Her little speech in the end was kind of like, why did we even do this? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, she's kind of hilarious in a way. It's yeah. like, you know, she and Drudge, they're all character caricatures yeah. of yeah. themselves, too. And now that I hear the Bill Maher story, I just really can't get that out of my eyes. <laughs> I feel like I, I'm like, ah, <laughs> very. Well, that's the word on the street. You know? That's the word on the street. Okay. But I, I just think that this was a very empathetic portrayal. And I think that if if. Uh, when my son, who's nine, at some point asked me what happened with that, I would even tell him to watch this because I think that yeah. this is a, a really, they did a great job of showing a time in America. And just by living today, you can sense the changes and how things have sometimes stayed the same but changed in a way but I just think that they didn't have to be this empathetic about it and it could have been I did almost expect it to be a little bit more campy or whatever but it really got me in the end and I was excited to watch every episode I don't think I was ever bored Mm -hmm. um they jumped they it was really great the way they jumped around the pacing was wonderful so all in all I think it was a great just a great 10 episodes of television and I really yeah. enjoyed watching it. I agree. And I enjoyed it as well. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for downloading. Once again, Heath and I are picking up or actually we're recording tomorrow because we got a chance to get some screeners. Thanks Ooh. to Paramount plus uh, we're going to be covering the mayor of Kingstown. Heath has already seen it. The episode, he loves it. I'm watching it tonight. Um, so if you want to subscribe to that, you can subscribe to Daily DVR or the Mayor of Kingstown feed. Hopefully we can hear Gina again uh, in the future. We definitely know when House of the Dragon, I hope you'll come Ooh. back to podcast winner. I would Gina. love it. Yes. yes. And I can't believe that's going to happen in 2022. I, I mean, it just seems like we've been waiting for more dragon so long and it, we're gonna get it soon <laughs> i am get i i started listening to the book again um oh. fire and blood and i'm really excited and i'm i think it's gonna be dark and a, a bit darker than game of thrones was even if that's possible N not physically not like eyesight darker but mood darker that's what matt smith said so yeah i believe that yeah. because it's also it's family against family i yep. mean there's a huge power struggle within the, uh, their own family it's not like lannisters and starks it's like targaryens 24 7 so yeah. i think it'll be very interesting it's gonna be awesome so you can check all that out at dvrpodcast.com thanks again everyone have a wonderful evening afternoon morning whatever time it is peace out all righty. That's it. All right. Well, it was so much fun. I can't believe, I kind of can't believe it's over. Yeah, it's really I know. 